Morning Word Podcast. This is your host, Brother David, and I hope you prepared your hearts to hear the Word of God from the man of God right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everybody in the podcast land. This is your host, Brother David, alongside Pastor John Matthews. How are we doing this evening, sir? Juiced. Juiced. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. You know, first thing I, I definitely want to say, uh, you know, we appreciate uh, the word that was brought forth today uh, from the 8 a.m. and uh, definitely from the 1030 a.m., the Planned Parenthood, very... Uh, uh, what kind of title I should say Very I want to say unique But play, good play on words With the title uh, And it's definitely a message That I encourage For everybody listening Both messages What was the title For the 8 a.m.? Good works Good works Amen uh, Very important Because uh, A lot of people Are frustrated Because they're doing Works Even for God And they're doing they're doing works that they think are good, so they think God will be happy with it. They'll be blessed. God's going to help them. And in God's consideration, they're not good at all. Mm. And so, uh, a lot of people get frustrated because, like, well, why is God not hearing me, hearing me, and blessing this? And, you think it's good. He doesn't. So I explain uh, not just by definition what good works are. I, I let you know what the opposite of good works are, which is vain labor. Uh -huh. And then you also uh, find out that doing works that aren't good, there's uh, something that comes with that. Okay, well, that, that's just you, a little tease. Yeah, give people an opportunity to go ahead and check that out on YouTube. Uh, but if you do good works, there's a whole lot of good that comes with that. Amen, amen. Just a, a quick update and announcement: uh, we do have uh, a guest for next week. Oh boy! And he will be speaking at the eight a.m. service and the ten thirty, which is live. So two live services. Next Sunday, 8 a.m. at Emmanuel Chapel. So for those. 3501 37th Street South, 33711. I was going to say, for those of you who uh, aren't able or who, who has still haven't left your homes, you can definitely catch them live oh, at yeah. the 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. And then the 1030, they'll record it. And, and yeah. Uh, eight. YouTube, Facebook, uh, the uh, website, all the normal channels. And uh, so, if again, if you're listening to this in time, make sure you make your reservation to, to come to the 8 a.m. and the 1030 mm -hmm. because we do have limited seating because of social distancing. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure that uh, everybody that's able to come out and wants to support uh, Dr. Green and the ministry. So uh, please take advantage of that as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. Amen. So let's go ahead and look to heaven real quick. Father, we come to you saying thank you once again for the, the, the moment that we had today as we as we woke up and 
and breath was continually uh, moving in and out of our body, Lord, because you made that happen. Yes. We, we have no strength, no power to do anything. You are the one who cares for us. You are the one who provides for us. The very things that we often overlooked or take for granted, Father, Lord, you provide. And we say thank you for that, Father. We don't want to ever feel ungrateful, Lord, because of all the things that you continually do Mm -hmm. day in and day out. And and I know there's so many things, Lord. And forgive us if if we've missed some things to be thankful for. Please don't love us, Lord, because we could easily be in a worse condition. But you, you have called us. And, and we're here to represent you, Father. We're here to do your will and, and to make your glory known to this dying world. So we ask you to touch, Lord, this uh, podcast today. Open up ears to hear, Lord Jesus. Prick somebody's heart. Uh, let them hear the word like they've never heard it before. Mm-hmm. Let it be just fresh in their hearts and minds, Lord, and let them rejoice over it as you continue to work the work in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we we continuing a series on the leadership lessons from the life of David, and today we are. Uh, this is our series part four. Uh, so definitely check out the first three, uh, as they def everything just kind of connects together, uh, kind of like your body in a sense. You know, different bones, the hip bone connected to the. The knee bone and the knee bone connected to the football. So everything just connects. So I'm glad you're not in biology. (laughs) That's what my wife says. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, But nevertheless, we understand how everything just kind of works. But today we're coming from First Samuel 19. And our topic for today is going to be expect. Assistance. Yes. Last last was expect opposition. Mm-hmm. But expect assistance. Verse one says, And Samuel spoke to Jonathan his son and to all his servants that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, Saul, my father seeks to kill you. Therefore, be on your guard in the morning. Stay in a secret place and hide yourself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are. And I will speak to my father about you. And if I learn anything, I will tell you. And Jonathan spoke well of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Let not the king sin against his servant David. Because he has not sinned against you, and because his deeds have brought good to you. For he took his life in his own hand, or in his hand, and struck down the Philistine, Goliath. And the Lord worked a great salvation for all Israel. You saw it, and rejoice. Why then will you sin against innocent blood by killing David without cause? And Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan. And Saul swore, as the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. And Jonathan called David, and Jonathan reported to him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. You know, when I 
when I was looking at the first verse, uh, you can definitely um, feel the hatred that Saul has. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, I was remembering from last week's lesson how David would play his lyre to drive away these spirits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, it gave me the opportunity to look at a situation where he, in the midst of worship, you know, you can drive away these evil spirits and praise. But what do you do when they're gone? When they have left, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes people don't do anything. They just feel good for the moment. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, they return back. Mm-hmm. And now they continue. Well, and this know, is, I mean, it's with seven more worse than themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I look at this situation. So, you know, the question, you know, if you're struggling and, um, but you find peace in 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 song and praise, you know. What are you doing with that opportunity that you have that space of grace to repent, to turn around? Uh, because it's going to take a word. Well, I I did a uh, I preached a message oh, about twenty years ago uh, called "Keep Your House Full." Yeah, uh. uh, because in that scripture about the seven. The, about the one spirit going and get seven worse than themselves. It says that he came to the house before uh-huh. he went to get the seven. He right. came to the house and found it swept and clean. Yes. Right? Hey, n- nobody here. <laughs> Let me go get my crew. Keep your house full. Amen. If you're if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, he, he's he's there dwelling inside of you to prevent, to ward off. But don't grieve him. Amen. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Or don't try to kick him out the house. With a lifestyle <laughs> that, 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 that tells him you're not welcome. Yeah. Because if he isn't and he leaves, then that gives the enemy time to come and to uh, to feel. Yeah. Looking at uh, going to, uh, what you call it? Um, what's that place in Tampa? Ikea. Yeah, picking but, out furniture and looking to set up camp. <laughs> but since we're talking about leadership, yes, <laughs> uh, back to the the the, the, yeah. the main subject. Uh, Saul was jealous. Yeah. He wanted to kill David. He became an enemy, and he was powerful because David was actually working for him. This is his boss. Yes. But the moment that Saul turned against David, God had already turned the heart of Jonathan, his son, in in a positive way uh, uh, for David at, at, at a very high level. Amen. If you go back to chapter 18, he, he gave David his, his robe, his shield, his, and told him, and told him, this is yours. I love you. We're friends. Mm-hmm. And so when his dad is, is, has this evil intent, God has that balance there. He has Jonathan, Saul's son, mm-hmm. who not only is there with eyes and ears, but eyes and ears and a heart of love toward David. 
would would you say in this particular situation it's always good to make the right relationships? Yes, I'm saying that, and I'm saying even more so that God will, if, if Satan sends the wrong relationships, God will also send the right relationships. So just like you can expect opposition for the enemy, you can expect assistance, you can expect help from God. Amen. And, and God gave the heart uh, of, of Jonathan to David, and he was there for him. And so Jonathan, you know, he, he said, look, you stay in the field. I'm going to have this conversation, and you're going to hear and know what's good to do. And then once David heard it, Jonathan didn't just say, hey, okay, well, you heard what he said. No, he physically took David and brought him into his father's presence. Uh-huh. So he understood. David understood that he had a friend. Amen. A friend that loved, a friend that cared, a friend that had his best interest in mind. He had a friend from God. Amen. And 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 we we got to know who our friends are and who our enemies are. And let me tell you, David, we we struggle a lot in life when we get that mixed up. Yes. When we when we fight our friends. And, and yet we give place and audience to, to those that will speak of friendship, but in their heart there's war. They'll say they love, they say they, they care, but, but, but that doesn't match what they're doing. Now, I don't mean a friend is going to tell you everything you want to hear uh, all the time because guess what? That ain't a friend. Uh-huh. Yeah, a true friend... You know, has a heart for what's good, and he and he or she would even tell you when you're going in the wrong direction, speaking the the wrong thing. A friend is a friend, uh-huh. and boy, look here, having not just Jesus as a friend, but those with Jesus as a friend, that those are valuable. Yes, um, I'm trying to think of the one scripture. Um where it talks about a friend loveth at all times. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there, the, hey, and there, there's a, a friend that, that, that sticks closer than a brother. I mean, yeah. you, you, there are people that God will put into your life. Just, I remember in uh, middle school, uh, I used to work at the Y, and all through my life, I, I always had a challenge with not having father figures. Uh, my wife, excuse me, my uh, my mother and my my dad separated before I was one, and uh, she she never really got into relationships too tough or uh, that much going forward because she worked a lot. She worked two three jobs uh, up until I was in college. And so during my grade school, junior high, high school years, uh, intermittently God would allow people to come into my life and serve as those father figures. And I remember this guy at the Y, his name was Hank Grunman. And, uh, you know, Hank was a supervisor at the Y and, 
you know, we used to go and play basketball and handball, shoot pool, swim, lift weights. You know, we go hang out at the Y uh-huh. in the evenings after school sometime. But then the summers, the Y was one of our main play. I even got a job and worked at the Y. I just well, I was there so much. But uh, we, we had a basketball team and Hank coached our team. But Hank went beyond coaching and really began to uh, tell myself and some others about life. You know, he he would uh, share his heart, share his life, good, bad, and ugly at times. You know, and I learned so much. You know, he's the guy that really taught me how to shoot a basketball. Uh. No, uh, so and I can still shoot a basketball to this day because of Hank Grumman, and I, I and and there was a lady that came to work uh, at the Y. Her name was Valerie, uh-huh. and Valerie was drop dead gorgeous, and so it's like Hank, you need to go get this. You know, I mean Valerie, boy, that girl is hot. You know, and so he he schooled us on some things about relationships. How you handle them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, because all I knew was the street. Right. So I was, you know, it's like, you know, I was trying to tell him, you know, just how you do it. You know, he said, no, it's not. <laughs> and he began to actually date Valerie and ended up marrying her. Amen. And uh, last I heard, they're, they're living in Hawaii. I think he's running a spa, and they're, they're still doing well. Uh, yeah, so I learned uh, a lot of things from him, and there were different uh, events that happened in my life during those years, and he was there to help and walk me through it. And I'm telling you, as you walk through life, the God that loves you will 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 send those with a heart towards you amen. to be a help. Amen. Uh, the, the scripture that I, that I was referring to, I think, is in Proverbs seventeen seventeen. A friend loveth at all times, all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Yeah, that's my point. For the adversities of life, there yeah. are brothers and there are sisters mm-hmm. that God has has placed there for you, and 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 you have to treasure them. You you, you don't lose them. You you want to feed the good. You want to love them. Like they're loving you, you want to be truthful and and honest with them, and 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 look out for them like they're going to look out for you. Yeah, yeah. But but just but don't fight the people that are trying to help you. Don't reject God's assistance. And sometimes we'll get fooled, as I said before, and people that we think are there to help us, they're they're secret agents of the enemy. Uh. And you got to know who those are. Uh-huh. And, and you can't take up time with them that blocks time from the real people. And sometimes it only takes one good friend. Amen. Or two good friends. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, uh, that one can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000. And a threefold cord. If you get two good friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and listen, you can't have a friend. And then have somebody else that don't want to be a friend of your friend. You got to make a, a choice, right? If if you got a friend and somebody else comes in, they want to be your friend, but they don't want to be your friend's friend, one of them got to go. Both of them do not belong. And I've seen that before. 
And it'll it'll play out that one of those is not your friend if they can't get along with one another. So and you you got to pray, choose your friends wisely. But God's going to see; He's not going to leave you alone. Amen. He's going to send people into your life. Uh-huh. He's going to send people that you can help. He's going to send people that will help you, and they will risk their lives to help you. And you and you got to know who's your friend and who's not. Look at verse eight. It says, and there was war again, and David went out and fought with the Philistines and struck them with a great blow so that they fled before him. Then a harmful spirit from the Lord came upon Saul, and he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, and David was playing the lyre. And Saul sought to pin David to the wall with his spear, but he eluded Saul so that he struck the spear into the wall and David fled and escaped that night. Now, if you'll, if you'll drop down to uh, chapter 20, verse 1, then David fled from Naoth in Ramah and came and said to, before Jonathan, what have I done? What is my guilt? And what is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? And he said to him, far from it, you shall not die. This is Jonathan. Behold, my father does nothing, either great or small, without disclosing it to me. And why should my father have this for me? It is not so. But David vowed again, saying, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he thinks, mm, Do not let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, whatever you say, I will do for you. And David said to Jonathan, behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I shall not fail to sit at the table with the king, but let me go that I may hide myself in the field till the third day at evening. If your father misses me at all, then say, David answered, ask leave of me to run to Bethlehem, his city, for there's a yearly sacrifice there for all the clan. If he says good, it will be well with your servant. But if he is angry, then know that harm is determined by him. Therefore, deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. They had a covenant relationship. It was the relationship between the two of them and God. But, but he said, but if there's guilt in me, kill me yourself. Look, if I'm wrong, you kill me. For why should you bring me to your father? And Johnson said, far be it from you. If I knew what was determined by my father that, that, that harm should come to you, would I not tell you? Then David said to Johnson, who will tell me if your father answers you roughly? And Johnson said to David, come. Let us go out into the field. So they both went out into the field. And Johnson said to David, The Lord, the God of Israel, be witness. When I have sounded out my father about this time tomorrow or the third day, behold, if he is well disposed toward David, shall I not then sin and disclose it to you? So Jonathan didn't just have a regular relationship with David. 
he had a covenant relationship with him. He had a relationship that, that was centered on a love that God has put in his heart. And, and in a covenant relationship, you act like God would act toward one another. This was Jonathan's pledge to David. And this was David's reciprocal pledge back to God. We all need these kind of relationships, this level of love between us and another. Uh-huh. We need this. We need this when we've lost a job. We need this when there are broken relationships. We, we need this uh, when we, we, we get a new car. <laughs> we need this when we get a bonus. In other words, as we walk through life, we need sincere people. We need people that love us. We need people that care. We need people that when good happens to us, they're happy about the good. We need people when sad and bad happy, sad and bad happens to us, we need those people that will walk there and, and encourage us. And, and a lot of leaders, by not having the, those uh, helps, those strengths, um, they're so emotionally and, and, and affected by what they're going through, it's hard to lead. Uh-huh. When you're trying to lead people, you need, and maybe not a lot of people, but you need someone on your side, preferably a couple that you can count on, that, 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 that will look out for you. They'll help you to maintain strength so that you can continue to be a good leader. You, God will send those people because he knows that you need it. You need to be ready to accept their help. You know, um, you know, you definitely said a mouthful of stuff there. Uh, just thinking about how God operates and how when, when, when we look at the covenant that David made with Jonathan mm-hmm. it, and the friendship they had, it reminds me of uh, God with Abraham and how God called him a friend. And, and he kept his, obviously, he kept his end of the covenant. Mm-hmm. And uh, the importance of um, having someone that you can really uh, rely on, share with. Uh, the Bible teaches us to bear one another's burdens, to, to, to pray for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, because... We're fighting it on every single angle. Everything is coming mm-hmm. from different uh, uh, avenues to attack us, and there's nothing more um, relieving than to know you have somebody who has your best interests at heart, mm-hmm. who's willing to share with you um, the things that you know that's hurting you. Mm-hmm. Because the relationship is so strong there that when you hurt, they hurt. Yes. You see, it's so important, David, because uh, there are times that you're going to be emotional. Mm-hmm. And, and it's tough for you to even see things right or even hear things right, even from God. Mm-hmm. But, but that... That person that loves you uh-huh. knows you 
sensitive to you, uh-huh. God can use them. Uh-huh. And they'll be able to to speak a word and, 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 and they know how to word it and say it and do it so that you get it and receive it and and, and stand and, and, and offer it, uh, excuse me, and uh, exercise it into your life. Amen. You need those kind of people. Amen. It is crucial, especially in this day and age. Uh, because of the current situation that we're in in this pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, where we've seen uh, depression on the rise, suicide on the rise, mm-hmm. uh, divorces, domestic violence, uh, because you know everybody's fighting to do with their you know be with their friends, but they can't be with their friends. So we see the importance of uh, community and relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and having the right ones will help you to be safe. It will help you to make the, the God decision. Uh, so we want, it, I think that's another critical thing. It's good to have good friends. Yes. But it's better to have God friends. Yes. Your best <laughs> friends are going to be God friends. You know, those that are really mature, those that God can, again, uh, speak through, uh, can, can help you. Remember what, what, what God said about Adam in the garden, it is not good that man dwell alone. Uh-huh. It's, 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 it's not a good thing. Yes, we need to have God and walk with God, but God sends human help, and, and we need to know who he has sent, not who comes, who he has sent. Amen. And, and another piece also to... to to deal with that I know is very hard for a lot of people because God does send people in your life and we get so attached, but then God wants you to move on. Mm -hmm. And sometimes those people have to go Mm -hmm. do something else. Well, you have friends for reasons and seasons. Mm -hmm. And what's blessed is when God will send you partners for life. Yes. No, I have very few of those, but I'm very grateful for the ones that I have. Amen. Yeah, some I know it's it's like until death will do us apart. And I'm so grateful for those kind of people in my life. Yes, we need friends. We need people that God has anointed and appointed to walk with us and us to to walk with them. And we should be able to to I think you mentioned it a little earlier, you know, be able to hear what they're saying mm-hmm. and not uh allow the friendship to uh be a moment of where you can just ignore or put it off because they say, Oh, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't you know, they you know, I thought they understood me, this, that and the other. Uh, because the you know the enemy's real, and he's throwing every single javelin he he can at you, um, and we need to have the assurance of knowing that God's got our best interests at heart because it's a, a perfect thing a segue to what you preached about today in the ten thirty. It's about His plan. Yes, and. Um, and God's got the perfect plan for you. Mm-hmm. You know, are you willing to walk in it and abide in it? Are you willing to accept it? Mm-hmm. 
because uh, these are the critical things that you need to do as you walk with God. Yes. And you'll learn these things slowly. You'll, we'll all make mistakes. We'll, we'll have moments, but then they'll come back. And then it's like taking that test over again. You knew and, you and he'll put people in your life mm-hmm. in, at critical moments. They're, they're there uh, to help you to make the, the right step, the, 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 the right move. Uh-huh. You know, and sometimes you'll, you'll know and you'll be pretty sure, but God will have that person that, that he speaks to that you can trust, not just him, but trust the God in, in him and her, uh-huh. in him and her. And then they, uh, they'll give you that confirmation. It, you, you, you know, oh, let me bounce this off of you. Don't do that to any, all, and everybody. Right. But if it's a trusted friend that, that really knows God and hears from God, you, you want to hear at least their thoughts on the matter. Yes. Yeah. You know, just don't make it a Facebook topic. <laughs> you know, just, you know, throw it out there at lunchtime on your job or the break time. You'll get all, man, you'll get some stuff that will just, uh, you know, uh, push you into a hole if you follow it. Yeah, I I would uh, I would even add to that avoid going to the world for the solution. Oh, that that should be a no brainer. Oh yeah, but unfortunately, you know, because we do have people that don't you know understand certain things, and mm-hmm. because they think somebody's of you know in a certain profession or because of their certain age that they have the experience or the knowledge mm-hmm. of what they need for whatever the issue may be. Mm-hmm. And not realizing uh, it may look good, it may sound good, but is it what God wants? Is it good or God? Amen. Yeah. Because if it's not God, it's not good. Amen. Amen. But, you know, it just sounds good. Yeah. But it's not good. Yeah. And that's the deceptive part. That's the part that we have to continually fight with. That's why it's so critical Mm -hmm. that we... We have to get in our word and stay in our word so we can be able to discern yes. those types of uh, situations. And those type of people. Amen. Yes. Because uh, the, the word will expose what's of him and what's not. Now, now, for instance, if I got a quote unquote friend and I find myself sinning with my friend or you know, my friend keeps leading me into sin. Not a friend, not from God. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Need to get rid of them in three ways. <laughs> yeah, quick, fast, and in a hurry. Amen. At least you get spiritually strong enough that you can bring them to Christ. <laughs> yeah, but but listen, don't don't let them pull you down. Yeah. See, when you're up in God and someone's sitting down in, in the world, they have leverage. And you and, and sometimes you think I can pull them up, and if, if they don't work with you, they'll pull you down faster. Amen. Yeah, uh, that's why even though an anchor is so much smaller than a ship, that anchor keeps that ship from even moving. Amen. Amen. Get rid of boat anchors in your life. Yes. You know those those people that are weighing you down with their words and 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 their habits and and their thinking. Oh, but way past. We've been friends for twenty some years. Yeah, yeah. See ya. <laughs> you know, I got to go. <laughs> no, you. you uh, and sometimes that's even relatives. We keep them in our lives because we're we're relatives. There is a friend 
that sticketh closer than a brother. Yeah, Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my father? He, he said, these that, that serve and do, do the will of God. So we can't think the way the world thinks or the way the culture thinks about friendship. We have to, to uh, reimagine so that we can really see biblically what a real friend is. But when you have a friend like David, one of the last things I want to read here, it, it, it says, uh, uh, this is Jonathan, if I'm still alive, show me the steadfast love of the Lord that I may not die and do not cut off your steadfast love from my house forever. And he said this, when the Lord cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. And Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, may the Lord take vengeance on David's enemies. And Jonathan made David swear again by his love for him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Jonathan ended up dying in war with his dad. And David kept his promise uh -huh. and took care of Jonathan's family uh -huh. after he was gone. Amen. We need the assistance of God. We need those that he has sent we know we need those that he has fashioned to love us, to care for us, to support us, to be with us. So that we walk through life, not alone, but we walk through life in love. Expect those that God will send to help you in this way. Expect assistance amen amen that's the word for today but i do want to leave one other thought with you when the disciples uh were with jesus and he knew he was getting ready to go on his mission to the cross he said i'm not going to leave you comfortless he said i'm going to bring i'm going to provide you a comforter which is the holy ghost and he will be there for you he will continue to lead and guide you in all truth he'll not leave you alone he'll be your friend he'll be your comforter so if you don't know jesus as your lord and savior that's the best friend to have truth be told the only friend to have because you him you can trust with everything he said cast all your cares upon me Men, may, men, will, men and women will fail you one way or another, but God will never fail you, and he'll always provide his assistance to you. So know that God is there for you. Trust in him. Trust in who he's surrounded you with. Make sure you have an understanding of uh, the friends that you're hanging around. You don't want to get caught up in the wrong thing. And if you find yourself struggling, seek counsel. It's critical because your soul's at stake. We love you. We, we thank you. Pastor, if you can go ahead and pray us out, sir. Oh, God, thank you for those that you have sent to serve as our helps in this life.
thank you, God, for those that you have placed your love for us in them so that they love us too. Father, I pray for those that are listening, those that hear, and I pray especially if anyone is alone, help them to see those that you will send and even have sent. Let them know that they're from you. Oh God, let them speak your words. Let them speak from your heart and let them be accepted so that they can be of assistance. Thank you for each and every true godly friend that we have. Continue to bless them and let us, Lord, be as good of a friend to them as they are to us. Thank you, Lord, for those that are walking with us as you walk with us. Thank you, God, for the assistance assistance that, that you have sent. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May God keep you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Morning Word Podcast. We pray that you were blessed with what you heard today. You were able to get some insight on how to live a better life closer to God. If you wish to continue to listen to this word, please subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms. Apple's Podcasts, Google Casts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you wish to view us live during our services, just simply go to newpministries.org. That is newpministries.org, where you'll be able to stream live services on a weekly basis. And with that being said, we pray that you continue to reach, teach, and love somebody new. Have a blessed week.